Welcome to American Reds Travel Rant, unofficial podcast for the FX series The Americans. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting The Americans Season 4, Episode 13, the Season 4 finale, Persona Non Grata. The Season 4 finale, and we already know we're late. Yeah, we're late. We're late. It, the air date was June 8th, and we know why it had that title. Why? Well, because they kicked poor Arcady out of the country. I don't think so. You think it was another reason? I think it was William. Remember, William was on his deathbed, and he made that statement about being an unwelcome visitor, something like that? Well, there was, yeah. I mean, there was that, but, I mean... So there were two. There was two. So did you have any overall impressions about this episode and what the overall theme was? You said it was easy, and we didn't talk about it. Yeah, I thought it had to do when Philip, if you'll remember when he was at Est, and he was talking about, he was using... He was using a metaphor of his job, you know, how he, he couldn't quit. People were counting on him. And, right. And, you know, everybody thought he was talking about his travel agent job, but he was really talking about being a spy. And the guy said, hey, you're not that important. And then we see later Paige holding the baby. You know, he got a new baby. And Gabriel's telling him, hey, you know, you had a good run. I think it was about beginnings and endings and the temporary nature of of, of life and how the world keeps on spinning and we keep having these beginnings and endings. Well, that's pretty interesting. I, You certainly went deeper in it than I did. I, and Arcady, too. I don't mean to interrupt you, but Arcady, you know, he, he had an abrupt ending. Yeah, I, my, my thought was that it was about new beginnings or endings. Yeah, the same thing, but not like the circle of life and all that. I never... The circle of life. I, I didn't hear the Lion King playing in the background or anything like that, but but that's that's an important point, I think, and probably and probably one that um that's much much better to, to what we're talking about your your ideas. So again, we're a little bit like getting it out, like we already pointed out. We appreciate everybody's patience. We're still in Florida. We don't have best internet access, so it's been a challenge. Uh, Uploading it was uh, pretty nightmarish, even after we got it done last time. It was uh, like an all-nighter down here, so it was really hard. But we hate that we're getting it out a few days late, but better late than never, right? Yes. So, uh, you want to jump right into it? Yes. Okay, we start out this episode with Stan and Adderhole outside staking out William's <laughs> place. Back and forth with William with the last of ours. He's getting it together to deliver. He's packing to it up, getting ready for the drop. He's there in his kitchen, his very modest kitchen. And he's putting it in one of those what little Altoid looking tins. It's a it's a tobacco tin. Yeah. Though, yeah. yeah. The thing they they put in the uh they put the other one in, remember? Yeah, but it was a different name brand right. this time. Right. They have an affinity, though, for these little tins. For these old that was tobacco, vintage tobacco tins. Pretty cool. So, yeah, Adderholt and Stan are watching watching William's house. He's in there moving around, getting ready to do this last thing, as Gabriel mentioned, this last assignment. Right, the end. And they're on him, man. they are. They got cars circling. Everybody's, I mean, all this activity. And uh, it's pretty tense, I thought. Yeah, I did too. You know what a fan I am of this show and everything. Okay, first let's back up just a little bit. What did you think overall of this episode? I thought they moved a little too quick. I thought they were a little too eager to close things up. I thought, I thought they really tried to pack too much 
storyline into this one episode? There was so much. There really was. It was hard to take as much ownership. It was hard to take as much to invest yourself so much in everything that was going on. I I felt like because there was so much, you couldn't even like focus on one thing that was happening because you were just hit with so much. And I agree. I also thought that they got on William really quick, and that's okay. That was a good storyline, but they just happened to catch him, not when he's on his way to do something else, but as he's on his way to meet Philip. And I just thought that was just the teeniest bit after all this time coincidental that that would be the moment that they would go after William because they didn't have anything to signify to them that he was in the process of doing something right then, right? No, you're right. They got lucky. They got lucky, but they already had him. They they knew he was who he... Sure. Because of the tip from Oleg, which was really right. surprising to me. Right. But right. Oleg, was, of course, Oleg, of course, is... he's A lot of these guys are very distrustful of senior management. You know, back at the Kremlin, have you noticed that? I mean, these, these agents on the ground over here are are really wary of their ability to process information. And not just senior management, but everybody over there, it seems like. We're seeing a lot of discontent with management. Like you were saying, Philip and Elizabeth, William, and even Gabriel, you know, was kind of voicing some discontent in the last episode about things that he wished he had maybe done a little differently or something. So I agree. I just thought it was a little bit coincidental that he happened this last of ours that we've been kind of waiting on the whole yeah, they just happened the to, whole season. He happened to have it in the vial. They just happened to stake him out when he's doing the worst possible assignment he's ever had. Right. Well, birth control glasses Philip was uh, trying to meet up with him. Those are George Bush glasses. Well, okay, but I still stand by birth okay. control glasses. And a Ronald Reagan wig. So, do you think it says anything about Philip that he didn't catch all these people staking out William? Because wasn't that their job, too? It wasn't just Philip, right? Well, they were covering... Philip was being covered by people who were just covering his movements. They weren't really watching uh, William's movements. Why not? I don't know. It's William, you know, he just, you know, William always just shows up when he shows up. I don't know. There may have been, there may have been some of that going on, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was, they they are quick to veer off what they're doing when something's happening, but. They didn't catch any of this. And like you said, there were so many FBI agents. And they didn't catch any of it. And I don't know. I just thought it was kind of odd. Then we go to the intro. And we come back and Paige is in bed reading a book when Elizabeth walks in with laundry. And there's that tense silence. And finally Elizabeth puts the laundry basket down and climbs in bed with Paige and they hug. I think they're getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paige is asking if they're... If they are in danger, maybe she needs to learn to defend herself. Yeah, she wants to be a ninja like Mom now. Yeah, and Elizabeth offers to teach her a few things. She says, I can teach you a few things. Yeah, I bet she can. And they kind of smile at one another. So, another advancement 
in Paige the spy, huh? Paige, yeah, Paige is, uh, Paige is coming along as a spy. I mean, she is. They're developing it for sure. So then we go to Philip driving down the road, and uh, William gets out of his car, standing at her holder like hot on William's tail. You know, I mean, they are really trailing him. They're catching him. And now Stan tells him to pull back the lead follow because she's too close. What was that all about? That was the, the foot, the person on foot that was following William. Right. It was, he just felt, he was just being nervous. He felt it, he felt they were too close. And, um, you know, this is a real, really tense game of cat and mouse that they're playing with William right here. So they were, for whatever reason that I'm, I can't really figure out, they were expecting William to go into the park. Yeah. And he didn't. How did they know, do you know how they knew William was supposed to go into the park? Uh, no, I think that was just their. I think that was just their idea. Okay. I think they were just they were just banking on that, speculating on that. Well, Philip notices a woman that pulls a scarf or something. I mean, just all these weird things, you know, are going on. And I normally it's explained really well. I mean, it's really obvious. But I think there was so much maybe going on in this particular scene that it made it a little bit harder. But um, but anyway, they end up going after. William, they say, forget the fact that he didn't go in the park. He's going to escape us. Take him. Right. Take him. And, of course, they do. And we see William run, what, for the second time? <laughs> but but he might have been practicing a little bit since the first time. It was a little better. Come on. If that was after practice, I don't think I'd want to see training. Poor old William. The, the actor, William, is not... Uh, the actor portraying William, he's not a runner. Oh, I think that's perfect, though. He might actually be a runner playing someone who's not playing somebody who can't run. a runner. <laughs> so his, so his acting is good. Perfect, so he actually. fooled me. Yeah, I don't know. But he's running and being chased by just a gaggle of FBI. Now, this is going on right outside the park. And Would you define gaggle for our northern and western listeners, please? A gaggle? Gaggle. Gaggle would be like a group, a large, a large group. group. Yeah. A gaggle is a large group. Yeah. We are from Tennessee. We are. Uh, William hides behind a bridge pillar, and then he opens the last virus file. And infects himself. What did you think about that? I thought he was just committing suicide right there. That's the only way he had to do it, and he did it. I was wondering, though, about that. You know, it's a, this biological thing that just can't get out. And they're so careful in the way that they handle it. And then he kind of crunches it up in these glass shards and pokes himself with it. I mean, wouldn't there be a, a huge biohazard right there on that spot? Like if somebody's walking their dog and the dog comes by and maybe, you know, sniffing around for a place to pee and 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 licks some of the glass shards. And, and or it, not even, yeah. Or I just steps on it and takes it back home and somebody, you know, gets it. I mean... Is, isn't this thing just that highly, that that highly contagious? That that I mean, how would it be contained if he just crunched it up and it, it fell on the ground? I'm sure, surely though, that that area was handled right. I guess I, they don't show it. But, no. But they surround him and capture him, and of course Clark, he's on the other side of the park. He can hear Clark. them. Yeah, Clark. <laughs> Phillips on the other side of the park. And he, uh, I wrote down Clark. Did I did. I wrote Clark. <laughs> Philip, who used to be also Clark, is on the other side of the park, and he hears the. Uh, well, he doesn't say that he hears them, but you can 
in his scene, you can helicopter. Yeah, but he's still, he's just like looking at his watch. Right, he's, well, he's got, waiting. He didn't, he didn't know what no, went on. No, he has no idea what's going on. He just gets up and walks away. So, then Philip walks into the bedroom and Elizabeth's in bed and he's trying to be quiet, but she tells him that she's still up and he says that uh, William didn't show. Right, and Elizabeth tells him that Stan didn't come home again either. Yep. And so they have an alternate time to meet in case, I guess, something happens. And this is where Elizabeth tells Phillips that she told Paige a little bit about Schmelensk. And, uh. Right, the town she grew up in. Right. And she starts talking about, do you ever wonder what it's like? You know, how much it's changed and all that kind of stuff. Probably should have, probably hadn't changed that much. Yeah, but do you think Elizabeth is getting kind of homesick? Uh, I, you know, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell what a ninja's thinking. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay, now, the next scene was really interesting to me. I think we got, like, you know, a real potential for a really great storyline here. We're in this Russian prison mental hospital evaluation. Kind of detention center or something. Right, right. Uh, they call for a guy to get up. I didn't know who he was. Did you? I had no idea. Beginning. No idea who he was. And um, didn't know where they were going with it. No, I didn't either. But they take this guy to a guy in charge, and it ends up being uh, Philip's son. Philip's son. No family resemblance. No, but he kind of resembles his mother. Don't you think? Maybe in the pictures a little bit. Maybe when she was young. Well, the guy in charge is telling him that he has friends in high places, and he's lucky. Now he's telling him. Evidently, Misha has been going around smack-talking. Their involvement, the Russians' involvement in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, yeah. because he was there. He was there. And so he didn't like what was going on. He thought they were, that the government was not helping his he, brothers in Afghanistan, is that how you put it? He thought it was a bad, uh, he thought it was a bad deal. He was speaking out against the war. He was basically like somebody who served in Vietnam and came back to the United States and spoke out about the war there. Right. But in Russia, that ain't cool to do. Well, and the guy tells him, he goes, you must be mentally ill to do that. And if we find out you're mentally ill, you'll spend seven or eight years in this place. So, you know, you've got powerful friends and I want to help, you know, help me me help help you you and uh, keep your mouth shut. Essentially, you have to stop this talk. And he agrees. Yep. Okay. So then we go to William in the hospital. He's lying in the hospital bed, and Stan and Adderhold are in this observatory uh, place above his room. And everybody who was in the room with him, they were outfitted up. They huh? were. They were. And Stan and Adderholt's uh, above him in some kind of observation area, and they're talking to him through the glass. Yeah, and they tell him that, that they're with the FBI, and they're just talking to him. That that was interesting to me. Because That's the they do it. They didn't. They weren't interrogating him in any way. They weren't really asking him anything. They were being his friend. That's interrogation one on one. That was pretty interesting. I just couldn't oh, imagine. Oh no, this it is like this that. is the way it works. And then, of course, William tells him I'm a dead man, and Adderall says, "Want a coke?" That was hilarious. Yeah. William yeah. starts laughing. They talk about how in times like this we're just all human beings. We're just yeah. You know, just I tell mean, us what you want to know. Well, but they didn't even say that. They said, is there anything we can do to make you comfortable? And William goes on to tell them what's going to happen. Yeah, what's going to happen to his organs. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's bad, and he knows it. Yeah, not very pretty. But so far, he's okay, and it was 
it was so interesting that he's like, I'm a dead man. It's a really unusual feeling. And Adderholt goes, do you, do you want a Coke? That Would was, you like a Coke? That was hilarious. I think you just, I thought it was so likely to be put, like, in that kind of situation. And you really can't do anything, but you want to do something. So you might, like, offer to do the most obscure, weird thing that you can think. You're just kind of sitting there thinking, okay, if I were in that position, maybe I'd like to have a cup of coffee, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Adderholt says the only thing really that comes to mind, I guess. Yeah. And William laughs so hard that he gets... Tr- a product placement was that? That was pretty good. Pretty good product placement. So then we see Arcady, and he's saying to Oleg that he thought he wanted to stay in this post. Oleg is in there telling him he's going back to the motherland. Going back to Moscow. Oleg's- now, how did this happen? Uh, Oleg, uh, remember he was on the phone with his mom yeah, last episode, and he, he made a decision. Why? How did this go on? He, Do we know? No, he just decided he wanted to go home. Because he had went home when his brother died. Right. And he did not want to stay then. You no. know, I mean, that was not something he wanted to do. Do you think it had to do? What do you think Oleg's motivation was to want to go home like that? Do you think it had to do maybe with the fact that he found out what they're doing over there as far as the biological stuff went? That's why he went to Stan and he's like, I just don't want to be any part of this in any way. Or do you think it? No, that's a great point. I, I didn't think about because that. Because I didn't yeah, know that's why. A good point. Why would he suddenly be dis? disenchanted with his post over here. You know, maybe a couple of things. Maybe a situation with Tatiana, maybe his his maybe. mom and all of it probably worked together, I I think, and, and he just he just determined he wanted to go back and, and Arcady's telling him you know he's not really gonna enjoy a domestic job, but he's saying he's gonna be okay, don't worry about him and he's he's headed back. Yeah. Stops him do you think it's true? Do you think something else is going on? Or do you think, and we're going to find out later, or do you think he just decided to go back? Oh, I don't know. I think right now, I think Anything? the only evidence we've got is he just decided to go back. Well, Arcady tells him he's a good son. Yeah, he gets told that twice. I yeah, think. he does. So Elizabeth comes in, and Paige is there, and Paige is telling her that Alice had her baby, Claire Louise. Paige said that she didn't call her back yet because she didn't know what to say because she got the message that the baby was born. So she was kind of trying to work this situation. Yeah, and ask her, she's kind of offhandedly asking her mom, how should I approach this? Yeah, yeah, kind of, and... And And she says, where's dad? (laughs) She's always wanting to know. Well, she wants to know where all of them are all the time. She's like, what's going on, what's going on? But... Elizabeth is saying that they should all go see them, all of them together, and Henry and everything. And Paige is like, wait, wait, wait. Let's handle this like this. Don't you think it would be better if I went after church, and then the family can go once they get home, and I'll fill them out. So Paige has much better, I think, social skills, don't you, as far as that kind of stuff goes, than Elizabeth does. Elizabeth never really got that. Yeah, Philip points that out to Elizabeth a number of times. That's a, that's another good point. But Paige does. She's, of course, Americanized because this is the only right. place she's ever lived. So she's intuitively, she knows how to handle these situations. She knows what's expected, but she still wants to run it by Elizabeth before she does it. Yeah. I think that's what's interesting. Yeah, it, 
It was interesting. It was interesting that Elizabeth agreed with her pretty quickly about, okay, we'll handle it like that. I've got a gift you can take. And then um, they talk about Philip being a est. Yeah. And Elizabeth explains that to Paige a little bit. Everybody's just kind of accepted this this uh, addiction that Philip's got to est. It's kind of funny. Though. So then Paige says she'll make Elizabeth something to eat. So she's like this grown-up. You know, she's the one... It would be like if your child came in and said, oh, let's all go. And you said, no, honey, let's wait. It was kind of like a reversal, I thought, of the role in that. Because Paige was like, okay, let's handle it this way. I think this is the better way. And I think you might need something to eat. Let me let me make you something to eat. Right. So that yeah. was a, no, that's a, that's a good observation. It was interesting, and it was interesting that Elizabeth allowed it. And, and it kind of worked like that. I don't know. I just thought something about that. And then we got to fill up. At the AST meeting. Travel agent's all I've ever known. Yep. He's here using his job description as a metaphor for his real job. Yep. He talks about how one day you wake up and realize you don't want to go into the office and make arrangements for people you don't care about. Yeah, and he's, he's using these, he's, he's just describing his situation. You know, his situation as it relates to the center, you know, well, people that he doesn't really care about or agree with. And it's even deeper because he says every morning he wakes up with a sick feeling in the pit of his stomach. Pretty big thing to say. Well, he's telling the truth about that part. And everybody in the audience is nodding like sure. they get it. Yeah, they can relate. But they can't relate. But, but, but they can because they're not Russian spies. And then, of course, you know, the, the all-powerful, all-knowing oracle who's sitting up there says, well, just find a new job. And Philip says, I can't. He says, why? He says, because I'm a Russian spy. Oh, no, he didn't say that, did he? No, that's not what he said. He said, because people have to get on their first-class flights. Well, he said he has commitments. Right. He's made promises to people who matter to him. And so the guy says, well, don't you matter to you, essentially. And, you know, then he, he tells goes, him you're not that important. Yeah. But that was perfect. That yeah. Was, <laughs> that was perfect. Do you think... That was like in relation to his Russian spyness. Well, you know, and that's the way it hit him. I mean, he's he's so so tied up in his mission and his his conflict with his mission that he hadn't he hasn't stopped to consider. You know, I'm really not that important. Yeah, because he looked kind of contemplated yeah, or but, stricken yeah, or something with light that bulb thing. moment he had there, I think. You know, I'm, I'm really not that important. I'm not. Right. Everything's going to continue everything's on like gonna you go were talking or not. about at the beginning. The yeah. circle of, you know, the circle life, of everything. everything going and on. The world's going to keep spinning whether you're a Russian spy or, or on witness protection in Nebraska. It's just going to keep going. Which may be interesting. We'll talk about that at the end. Okay. Then we go to where Gabriel is talking to Philip and Elizabeth. They've come over to Gabriel because William hasn't shown for his second. Yeah, you know, I was kind of surprised here that Gabriel so quickly says they haven't. Um, I'm not sure if they'd be sure, if he'd be that sure so soon. I mean, remember, Gabriel pretty much had to twist his arm last episode to get him to complete this last mission. And remember, he's expressed a lot of dissent, you know, in his growing relationship, you know, personal relationship with Philip. You know, they've kind of gotten to know each other and kind of, you know, back and forth about how the center is not 
you know, really up to up to their their standards, and and he's he's been a little unhappy, and he expressed as much to Gabriel. So I'm a little surprised that Gabriel jumped straight to they have him, and they didn't. He did, it wasn't more of a. Well, you think they've got him, or you think he just decided changed his mind and bugged out? Remember, he was a little a little hesitant about this job anyway. Yeah, um, William not responding would have to be something so out of character. He didn't just not show up, but he's not responding. They've been trying to obviously get in touch with him. And that would have to be so out of character for William that they would they would know that, right? It was out of character enough for Gabriel to abandon his house. They they left the house. He's been here, we gotta go, can't come back here. And so they've that's the end of that place. Well right. I mean an, another place we've seen Gabriel now yeah. two different Place is just this season, right? Goes back to my idea about the temporary nature of things. Yeah, yeah, and and the ending of something else. Well, Gabriel's saying that they'll offer him something enticing, so they don't realize that William's sick. No, they have no way of knowing whether William's in there pouring his guts out or or whether what, he even went to them or he even went to them anything. or they got him they don't know what's happened all they know is he's not answering so they're they're just surmising that they do have him and we've got to follow our protocol and what we have to do to protect ourselves and they take pretty serious this this, this directorate S program they're serious and the money I mean can you imagine the money that's funneled into that when they can just leave well, of course everything it's, behind. It's from a government, yeah. Yeah, but a poor from poor place, you know. I mean, they, no, 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 no. Well, the people. I mean, I mean, we hear that again and again from Philip and Elizabeth about the how people poor. are poor, but the government. I mean, they they spent. They, I mean, that's that's how we finally won the Cold War. We outspent them. Well, Misha, we go back to Russia, and Misha is buzzing into a building that, um, and and he's hugged by a man that we find out is his grandfather on right. his mother's side, of course. Yeah, his mom's uh, mom's father. Wasn't it interesting to you this place that they went into because he went in and it was like several families because there was like at least I think like families right in the yeah. kitchen cooking and. That's kind of like the situation that Tatiana's brought up about all the different families that live together in one apartment. And um, also, Elizabeth brought it up. She she brought it up before about how many people were together. Remember when her mom was sick and she was bathing her head and everything? Yeah, it's not an uncommon situation in their culture. Right, but this is this many years later, and we're still seeing... This kind of crowded living space. Yeah, the way they're portraying life in the Soviet Union. Right, this is not just right after World War II, which is when that, you know, that kind of thing was really bad right after World War II. But his grandfather, I cannot pronounce his name, Fyodor, he takes him into a room and brings out that canvas covered package. Burlap sack wrapped up and tied up with a rope. I mean, couldn't they just go get a Buy a little plastic bag or something. I don't think they have that. Well, over there. Uh, maybe a, a paper sack. I know they got paper sacks. Bilo is a big grocery store in our area that's not necessarily big. And it's actually not very big in our area. It wasn't anymore. big in Moscow on 83. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. not, yeah. No. Well, anyways, he's 
packed they full opened of money. it up. Yeah, it's got currency in it, passports. It had and Canadian money. It had it had all types. Did it all have different all different types kind of, of currency? Okay. Yeah, and he turned it over to him. He the, the kid tried to give him some. He wouldn't take it. And we, of course, at this point, we realize, of course, it's Philip's son. Right. And Misha's asking his grandfather if he's met Philip. And he said, yeah, he was just a boy like you at the time. So that was kind of interesting. It was. And he was talking about how much his mother loved Philip, that she was happy. He said that. The way he said that, because Misha's like, well, how, how do you know? And he's like, because she was happy. Like, being happy is an unusual state, yeah. and you would notice that. Um, I don't know. I thought that was telling of the yeah. time that they lived in. Yeah, good point. But the grandfather asked him how how he will find Philip, and he said his mother was to leave him instructions, but all he knows is that he's a travel agent in America. <laughs> travel, he's a travel agent in America. They have no idea that he's a director at S Operative. Oh, yeah, Misha knows that. Oh, does he? Yeah, because remember, he was, yeah, I think so. I thought, I thought this was telling us that he was a travel agent. No, he's just trying to figure out how he can find him over there. He knows what his father does. Oh, well, I, I didn't. I would think. I, yeah, because his mother knew what his father did. Remember, I didn't, she just I met didn't, him recently. I, I didn't consider that. Yeah, so I think so. And he tries to offer his grandfather money. I know it. I don't think he knows his grandfather much, do you? No. And his grandfather won't take it. And he kisses him affectionately, and he leaves. We know what's coming next um, next season, more than likely, right? Probably. Um, Misha is going to be reunited with Dad in America. Yep. Misha hits America. Misha. Misha does America. And then Arcady, poor Arcady, this next scene, when he's sitting there with those FBI big dogs on. I'm convinced that a lot of this stuff that they're talking about to Arcady, that he didn't even know what was going on. No, he didn't. He's not plugged into the director at S Operations. Well, he certainly wasn't plugged into anything to do with the bio bioweapon stuff. But they think he is. They think he's in on all this stuff, and they sit there and they lay it on him. I thought it was hilarious. said, you bugged the FBI office. Your agent married an FBI secretary. You killed Frank Gadd. You let the toilet seat up. You you let the dog out. You got bad breath. You are out of here, buddy. Yeah. You are done. They're telling Arcady that Reagan expects the countries to keep the treaty as far as bioweapons go. And Arcady tries to be smart and say, well, I didn't. I'm un, I'm unaware that you have a bioweapons program because we don't. Of course, they they foo foo that away. But I don't know that that he does know they do because Oleg didn't know. And Tatiana was behind closed doors and wouldn't let Arcady in. Wouldn't let him know anything. I well, they did talk about that floor though that she worked on. The bad stuff goes on up there. So they, I think that he knows he he knows something was going on with it, but he wasn't privy to the details. Is what I think. I. I don't think Arcady knew one thing about bioweapons. I think Arcady knew something was going on the head. I know Arcady knew something was going on that he didn't know. But I don't think he, for a minute, knew that it was bioweapons. He could have guessed, I suppose. But Oleg was surprised as well. He was surprised at that. He even brought up, I thought we didn't do that when he and Tatiana were, you know, pillow talking. And... 
you know, she's like, well, they have it, so we, you know. And, of course, you hear what the FBI's excuse is for having a, uh, a lab. Yeah, well, we're just making antidotes because we know you guys are doing it anyway. Take, trying to take the high road on him. Yeah, but Wolf is the one talking to him, and he, you know, mentions mentions Martha and just and just everything. And oh, I know. He just pukes everything up on him all at once. They tell him he's got 48 hours to get out of the country. Get out. Yeah, he is persona non grata for he, sure. Right and there then, he yeah, is. He is being expelled. And I felt bad for for the for the guy. He was kind of pitiful. He right? was blindsided. He wasn't involved in half of that stuff. He didn't even know some of the stuff was going on. And they sat there, and of course he's just got to sit there. He can't say, I didn't know any of that. Because, you know, then he's... That he, makes him look... Yeah. Okay, so then we go to William back in the hospital, and he is looking rough. And he's making small talk with the FBI agents. And I don't buy this a bit. Not even on a deathbed confession with a with an agent who's who's grown disenchanted with the mission. I still don't see him putting all that time and effort and energy into his entire life, and at the very end making small talk and saying stuff like he was saying to... I, I don't see it. I, this, this didn't ring true to me. Really? No, not at all. Okay, well, this wasn't the small talk that was more small. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, but. but he was making small talk, and I didn't see it as being... He wasn't saying anything. In not here, but later on. Right. We'll, we'll talk about we'll, it. We'll talk about that. But here, he's just saying... You know, they're saying, did you enjoy this? What what got you into this? And he said, you know, at first I was a star in my own movie. Right, I was invisible. Who wouldn't say stuff like that? I mean, you know, he's got, he's, he's admitting here he's got no friends. He hasn't been close to anybody. Okay, so you've got Stan Adderholt, who's been sitting up there, evidently not even leaving the room to go to the bathroom, right? And talking to him, not asking him any questions. Asking him, can they contact somebody for him? Asking him, would he like a Coke? What can we do to make you comfortable? We're all human. And this guy's dying. And he hasn't had this for who knows how many years. And he even points out that he's had acquaintances, but not friends, because he couldn't let people be close. And to live your life like that makes you, I think he used the word dry inside, or something like that. So he is dying, and in the overall scheme of things, I mean, look at what Oleg has done, not dying. He's the one who turned this, you know, around. William's dying. So I completely believe this, and the other part. We'll talk about it, but I believe that. Stan says, but through all that, you were still committed, and William said it was the only thing he had left. It was his mission. I thought that was telling and sad. Yeah, yeah, really sad. Okay, so then Philip and Elizabeth meet Gabriel and Gabriel. <laughs> Wait, I wrote Philip and William meet Gabriel in the park. That did not happen. Nope. Philip and Elizabeth. Or Clark. <laughs> Philip and Elizabeth meet Gabriel in the park. Yeah, and ask if there's anything new. And Gabriel tells them no. They still don't know what's going on with William, right? No, no, they they still. They, they don't have a clue, and they're they're a little concerned. And then Gabriel just springs it on them. You should go home. The longer they have William in custody, the more dangerous it is for you. Go get your, your kids, kids and we'll get you and go to a safe house, and we'll contact you. I mean, just boom. You know, you've been really good. You had a good long run, and we're going to get you out of here. That's what I want you to do. But, of course, 
It's your decision. Yeah. It was never meant to be forever. That's what he said to him. Yeah. Philip has assimilated. Philip don't want to go anywhere. I promise you, he definitely doesn't want to go back to Russia. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But Elizabeth earlier was kind of pining for home, wanting to know stuff and all that. So, And the music here was Who by Fire? By Leonard Cohen. Okay, then we have this thing where Pastor Tim and Alice are, they have the baby and they're letting Paige hold the baby. And yes. Paige really loves the baby. Yeah, she smiles. Hi, and Paige. And they go back and they show Philip and Elizabeth sitting in the car and they're just stunned. Yeah. They're just absolutely stunned. Well, yeah, this 20 years may be done. And we yeah. switch over to Arcadia and he's sitting there getting hammered because he's got to get on an airplane and go back and, and explain why he got expelled. <laughs> By and then Tatiana, right? And then Ta- well, yeah. And then Tatiana um, comes yep. out of an office and stops Oleg from going in. The same thing said he wants to be alone. Right. Teddy wants to be alone. And Oleg tells her he's going back to Moscow. Well, yeah. She she points out that she's not getting that Kenya post anymore. Well, he knew that. And um, did he? Yeah, I think he, he knew that before their interaction. Okay. And um, and that she's going to stay on there as a as a temporary temporary resident residentura until the replacement arrives, but they'd never let her do it by herself because she's female, I suppose, is what the That's what they're was. implying. Okay. And that's where he tells her that he's going to go back to Moscow. And she is hurt. Yeah, you can tell. I mean she gotta find a new boyfriend. I don't understand what's going on with, with Oleg. I don't either, but he's pretty uh, confident and at peace with his decision. You can, you can, he's not struggling with it in any way. Well, she says you're a good son. He gets told twice. And she walks off, and he stands there and kind of looks up in the air like, I don't know, which is kind of odd. And then we went to a commercial, and during this commercial, you and I were talking the first time we watched it about how there's been so much information in this episode so far. It was like really a lot oh, to yeah. try to ingest. Tons, tons of stuff to try to keep up with. So then we go back, and this is where William's looking really bad. Almost gone. Yeah. Standing in Adderholt or just hovering over him. They are a couple sitting of vigil. They're yep. sitting vigil with him. And this is where William starts uh, choking on blood. So they always wanted more. Now, see, I believe here that he might have done this part, not because he was weak or lonely or anything like that, but I believe that he was almost delirious at this point. That, that's believable, but these agents, though, giving each other up like this, like Oleg giving up William, and, and, and now we see William just kind of talking, getting kind of loose with his words about... Uh, you know, Philip and Elizabeth. You know, he's not mentioning them by name, but he's saying, I wish I could have been like them. And he starts describing Philip and Elizabeth and their their relationship, and she's pretty. And right, but you have to understand that he is going through this, this he's dying. And they probably have him on a lot of medication, because it's probably... And I, I get that, I get that, but these guys... When I had surgery, what did I talk about? Oh, man, you... <laughs> you're laying there and they're getting ready to wheel you back and you looked up and you laughed and you said you thought they put marijuana in your your <laughs> IV and if there was a zombie apocalypse you were screwed I, that's what you I mean it was the most it was the funniest thing that's what I'm saying no, but I get, I get what you're saying that, that he was 
on a lot of medication. And, and it's, it's almost like talking a dream or something. Certainly possible, but these are like the best agents they've got. And I just Yeah, don't, but I mean, he's dying I, and he's on, like on medication. He's coughing up blood at this point. And the stuff that he's saying, you'd never suspect him. He's delirious, for sure. And Sam Matterholt are just listening. Now, I want to point out that we never saw William die. No. And we didn't hear the end of that conversation. No. That's, that's good Good points. So we don't know where that conversation went at this point. We, we really don't. So we go back, and Philip and Elizabeth drive into the garage, and they go inside, and Henry's there, and he's sassing them about not watching the Super Bowl with them. And lost, they lost the Super like, Bowl. Redskins Super lost Bowl real bad. 18, right? They lost, uh, they lost the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, it was a blowout. Um, because this would have been in 84, because Super Bowls played in January, and so we know that it was like January of 84 yeah. when this was going right. on. And the first Super Bowl was in 66. Do you know no. who played in the first Super Bowl? I forget. Kansas City and Green Bay. Okay. I did not know. And nobody came. They called it the championship. They didn't call it the Super Bowl. It became the Super Bowl later. Yeah. I don't, I certainly don't remember it. I don't think you remember it either. I don't you remember just it. About I've it. seen, no, I've seen the clips. I've, 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 I've seen it, you know. Come on, I used to watch those NFL highlight reels. Okay. Yeah. So Matthew is munching snacks and talking to Paige and She's like, you're not even really into sports, are you? And this is where he's talking about that he was when he was young, and he played with his dad, but then his dad screwed everything up by having an affair on his mom, and they talk about that whole kind of thing. And Paige says, sometimes don't you wish you could go back to being a little kid again? And she also points out that it's good in a way to be able to see your parents as people with their flaws. And then she goes into the thing. She tells him where she used to think he, her dad was having an affair because he was gone all the time. And so she brought it to her mom and all that. And, and she said she trusted him. Right. Elizabeth trusted him, but Paige said, but how do you know? Um, they're, they're just people and stuff happens. Yeah, she's getting, she's getting all philosophical uh, at this point. Do you think she was doing that to try to get him to talk? Or do you think she was just talking? Could have been either, because you know she's uh, you know she's wanting to be an ninja, she's wanting to be an agent, she's she's working her she's sprinkling her dust on on Matthew. Sprinkling to, her dust. Yeah. So then they start uh, making out. So we go to Elizabeth and she's sitting in the bedroom and Philip asks her if she wants to pack and get the hell out of here. Yeah, they're sitting there trying to decide what they what they want to do. Yeah, they're trying to picture the kids in Russia. That's what she said. Can you imagine what's going through their mind while they're sitting there? No. And of course Elizabeth points out, Hey, Stan just got home and doesn't have a lot of cars behind him. Right. But Elizabeth says maybe when he asks that. Now, have you ever heard her say anything like that before? No. Like, go down with the ship, Elizabeth. You this know? is a bad situation. This yeah. is a potentially life-altering situation. Either way for them. Okay, so Stan pulling up means that William died. Right? Because Stan would not have left that room, particularly after William started talking. That's correct. So, Stan pulling up told us that William died, and... They note the fact, like you said, that he doesn't have a line of FBI, FBI cars, so that must mean it's something good. Yeah, they haven't done the math on them yet anyway. So 
she asked Philip to go to Stan's and get Paige. So Philip walks in and he's all shushed by Stan. Yeah, Stan thinks it's really funny that his son's sitting there making out with his daughter. I wouldn't have thought it was so funny. No, but you're the father of the daughters. Still. If you were the father of the son, would you have felt different? I might have, but I okay. wouldn't be bragging to the father of the daughter about it. I might be talking to Adderholt about it, but I would not be talking to Philip about it. Yeah, Stan uh, tells him, Father the Bride. You're children. paying, but you can use my backyard. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think that was funny. I have three daughters. <laughs> so, oh, me too. That's coincidence. Yes, So, um, Stan, or Philip tells her that it's time to go, and they talk about racquetball on Tuesday, like everything's okay, and then Elizabeth's watching them as they walk home, and... Philip doesn't like it at all. He is like scolding Paige, stay away from Matthew. Which Boy, he's really, really, put yourself in his state of mind right here. He's really stressed out about everything that's that's occurred just then. Yeah, Philip has been through a lot. And that, to catch her, so to speak, with Matthew like that. But she's she is, um, Paige doesn't understand. And she's like, you're being ridiculous. And he says, don't do this. You have no idea. Right. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, you have no idea what's, what's going on today and what has the potential to go on tomorrow. And Elizabeth's just watching it all through the window, and then we roll credits. Was, that's the end of the season. It's a uh, pretty, pretty tense ending. It was a really tense ending. And, you know, upcoming next week, you know, there is no next week. There is none. Well, there's a next week, but... There's no show. There's no tomorrow. <laughs> the Americans is off. There's no tomorrow. Um, so what's your prediction? What do you think is going to happen? Well, we're pretty sure that Misha is going to come to the U.S. I think Misha is If he comes to the U.S., that means they probably don't go back to the Soviet Union. They just stay. And they continue to be spies, at least until 89 when the, when the wall falls. So, so that's my prediction. I don't know that Stan doesn't know about them now. I know that's really stretching it, but we've gone back and watched um, yeah, some no, of the first no, season. No way. You don't think so? No way. Tell me why. No way he's joking around about their kids making out. As soon as he finds out that he's living across the street or has any inkling that they're Russian spies. No way. Yeah, I don't know. No way. Okay. Like I said, I know it's out on a limb and it's certainly not a prediction, but wouldn't it be interesting if they were somehow able to make Philip and Elizabeth be double agents working both sides? Now that would be great plot twist. I really think we're going somewhere. I think like we were talking about the endings and the beginnings. I think I'm just, I just have a feeling and it could be completely wrong that the show is about to make a turn. Man, that is a if, if it doesn't, it's a great idea. Um, And if Stan knew but he knew they weren't going to do anything because what he, could they he, do? I, I promise you he's, he doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Or what if they even go back to Russia? I think we're going to see Martha again. And we're not going to see Martha oh, I hope we here. See Martha. 
we're not going to see her here, right? She can't come back. And I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what all could happen. That's a that's a that's a great uh, that's a, that's a great idea. We are not going to find out for months. No, it's going to be a while. But it has been renewed for season five, so we do know that. We know so we're going to have one more season. Yeah, at least. So we hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our American Reds podcast. So, Mike, how do people tweet you if they want to talk to you about American Reds, anything about the Americans, what the predictions are, what everybody thinks? At Mike from TN. And I'm at Michelle from TN. Also, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tribal Rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. So, we finished Season 32 of Survivor, and uh, we finished the second season's mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead, and now we're finished with Season 4 of The Americans. Um, we may be doing Creature. Maybe. We're still thinking about we that. decided. Well, we're, again, we're down here in Florida. We're at a place that does not have great internet connection. We haven't really been able to keep up with it. And yeah, watch we won't be everything. starting anything down here till we get back. Well, but that's not that much longer. But we'll uh, try to catch up on something like that because, honestly, I think I'd miss it if we weren't doing something, don't you think? Oh, you're so sweet. I know. I did want to mention that as kind of a spinoff to our Day After Americans podcast, we partnered with Mike and Jamie at West Coast Project to do a movie called Failsafe. And Mike had mentioned in Birkin's podcast the similarities in the movies Failsafe and Dr. Strangelove to the plot that was mentioned in episode 409 of The Americans the day after. And so we all got together and did the Failsafe movie. Right. So that's over on westcoastproject.com if you'd like to go over there and check that out because that's um, that was kind of fun. Didn't you it think? was. I think we're going to do uh, also Dr. Strangelove. Dr. Strangelove, if we can ever get it watched. We're, They've been ready and raring to go, and we're just kind of... We'll, we'll try to watch it while we're down here. We're definitely the slackers. So, do you have anything else for the Americans I episode 13? The season 4 finale. I have nothing. And I have nothing left. Then we'll see you back here for season 5. We'll see you maybe before that with Dr. Strangelove. Maybe so. Okay. Okay.